Happy Wednesday and welcome to Joyful Grounds, a podcast about books, motherhood, and all the in-between. I'm your host, Dolores Carter, a first-time mom who's probably way too open about her mental health struggles and love for coffee. Joyful Grounds is a bi-weekly podcast here to help you get through that midweek slump. Every other Wednesday, we dive into conversations about Christianity, books, and motherhood. We also may have a guest join us once a month to speak about their careers, parenting journeys, or faith. Tune in bi-weekly to laugh a little, smile a lot, and maybe learn something new. Well, grab your favorite cup of coffee and let's get into it. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Joyful Grounds. I am your host, Dolores Carter, and I am so excited that you guys are here for another episode. We are back in season two. This is actually episode two of season two. And today on the podcast, we have a guest. Her name is Nicole McDonald, and we are so excited. Nicole is a licensed school counselor, and we're going to be picking her brain a little bit on mental health, what it's like um, dealing with or handling or teaching our young kiddos, and we were so excited. So yeah, Nicole, can you just say hey for us? Hi, how are you guys? Glad you're here, and um, yeah, so we're going to hop into a couple questions today for you, Nicole, and so the first one here, I just want you, if you can, just tell us a little bit about your job, what you do day to day, and just let the people know who you are. Yeah. So, uh, like Dolores said, I'm Nicole. Um, I am a licensed school counselor. My grade levels I work with are second through fifth grade. I absolutely love my little kids. They are my background on my phone. I miss them so much this summer. Um, A little bit about what I do on a day-to-day basis is... Of course, I do one-on-one sessions with a lot of them, but for second through fifth grade, it's usually like a lot of like friends, like they don't have the social aspect yet. Um, And we're actually like still seeing a lot of that from COVID. Um, A lot of kids don't have the social skills anymore because they weren't around people growing up and now they're in a classroom full of kids that they don't know how to interact with, right? So um, I do a lot of social problems. And then um, I actually help a lot with our behaviors. Um, So a lot of times, in my opinion, um, behaviors speak for something. Like a kid just doesn't cry or hit a desk or throw a pencil because of no reason, right? It's because they're trying to tell you something. Um, Mm -hmm. So as a counselor, I do a lot of that. I sit with them, walk through it. We repair. And that's a little bit of what I do on a day-to-day. Yeah. Yeah. That's a huge, that's a huge task. And um, I know that like as a parent of a little (laughs) who is not in school yet, but still, um, I'm just so grateful for your job and for what you do. I think I remember for those who don't know, actually, Nicole and I actually went to, um, we just, we went to high school together. I don't know about middle school. It feels like maybe middle school too. Maybe. It's been a grip. It's been a minute. <laughs> we've we've known each other for some time. So first off, having Nicole on the podcast is just amazing. Absolutely, I'm so happy that you're here. First off, um, but truly to look and just now see what you're doing as your career, like it means so much. I'm sure to me um, and to other parents as well. Um, I think a lot of times parents don't always know what their kids are going through or how to handle it. Like 
Most parents are not teachers. Most parents are not counselors. We're just taking it day by day and learning our kids. So it means a lot when other people take that time too. So thank you. Thank you for doing that. Um, That's a huge, huge deal. Um, Actually, I realized I don't, I had a bunch of questions lined up that I sent to you and I was thinking, what made you want to go down this career path? Like what was kind of like, what jumpstarted this? Because you mentioned before you were kind of going down that medical field. So what kind of, what kind of twisted your, changed your mind? Um, So actually I was long-term subbing at the high school we went to and um i was subbing for mr trapani if you remember him he's a (laughs) health and pe teacher um so i got to teach his health class right and i was like man like mental health is so important like if you know you know from like our high school right like we come from a variety of backgrounds we have the air force base right by us we have open enrollments we have people from the inner city of D incoming for athletics usually um so we have a wide variety of students there and I just remember there's a set of twins I had one of them he came to me and he was like uh I went by Miss Nicole and they're they're like Miss Nicole like I I like can't do it and I was like what are you talking about and they're like I can't do it like mind you like the student had a very traumatic background um they lost someone and it was mm-hmm. just the other parent and he's like I just can't handle it anymore and I was like oh my gosh like what's going on so I like immediately took him to the counselor's office I took him to Miss Abel's mm-hmm. it's the only counselor I like trusted because my counselor yeah. that I had there is no longer there so I took them to Miss Abel's and I was like hey I like really need you to like see the student and they're like why I was like because they just told me x y and z like I like don't trust them even going home right now like I need you to like yeah. take them and like make sure they don't go home like and so that kind of is just how it started like I just saw the need for it I also like had a student while I was there like homeless like she, they told me that they were in like a homeless shelter with their mom and I was like oh my god what's the world coming to like here I am thinking like living at home with your parents at 25 was awful like I can't imagine like living in a homeless shelter when you're not even a senior in high school like just really broke my heart and I was like you know what I'm gonna be the change I'm gonna do this um so I applied to grad schools and I got in and honestly like I feel like this was just like a life calling like I love my job I've had really hard days my first year but I wouldn't have traded it for the world. Like I rather sit there and cry after school than let a kid go home upset. So that's a little bit of how I got to it. Um, yeah, changing from the medical field was probably the best decision I ever had. <laughs> that's amazing. I love that. That's huge. That's such a huge deal because, and I don't know, I'm not quite sure if people understand that like mental sacrifice that you take um obviously these kids are going through things that i think in our lives are almost unimaginable like you know like i didn't have like the best upbringing but we were never homeless and like because i know you you had a fairly decent upbringing like you know like you know everyone had yeah i was about to say i was like we all have some crap we were hiding as usual welcome to life but 
and I think that's part of it too, though, right? Is like there are students, there are people who are, it looks good, picture perfect, right? Picture perfect mom and dad, picture perfect family. Your parents are divorced, but they're cordial. It's good. And then you come to school and that's like your safe space and you're a mess. And so I, kudos to you as a school counselor, but kudos to all counselors in general, because they see what many people put up the front for. They see like behind the mask and um, yeah, I can't, I cannot imagine how hard that is. And I mean, I think like with that, you even mentioned, you just said, I would rather at the end of my day be crying than send a kid home into a negative or bad environment or bad situation. So with that for you, how do you advocate for your own health? Um, obviously, you're helping our, our kids, especially the little kids. You're helping them be the best that they can be. But how do you as the adult, as a counselor, advocate for your for your own self? So I've had like a wild ride with mental health and taking care of myself. Um, honestly... It's like a loaded question. Like, do I know how to take care of myself? Absolutely. Do I want to take care of myself? Because no. I think right. there's other people that need it, right? Um, I think for me, my turning point in like wanting to take care of myself is I was in my internship and my supervisor was like, Nicole, I was like, yeah, what's up? She's like, you're not coming in the next couple of days. I said, why? Like, what, what are you talking about? She goes, you're literally on a breaking point. I can see it. And I was like, who are you to tell me like that I can't come in and like hang out with these kids I love? And honestly, like, thank God she did. Mm-hmm. I took time to myself. I really reflected. And I think reflecting is like one of the things that like we don't think about as self-care. But I think like reflecting on like, did I do this today? How did I do this today? Is there something I could have done different? Is there something I could be doing instead? And just like really working through that reflection process of like, how am I today? What am I feeling today? Where do I feel it in my body? Um, And I actually, in 2021, in February, I started therapy. I had a huge breakdown. Um... Not a lot of people know this, but I was not suicidal, but I did not want to be here anymore. I wanted to completely like disappear off the face of the earth, basically. I was crying in Disney World. In Disney World. The happiest place on earth. Sobbing. (laughs) Sobbing. Begging my mom to buy me a ticket back to Ohio because I did not want to be anywhere anymore. And that same week when I got home, I found a therapist he is absolutely amazing. I recommend that whole practice all the time. Um, and I went to therapy like hardcore. Like I worked through a lot of like my childhood trauma that mm-hmm. behind closed doors nobody knew, right? Right. Yeah. Um, but I like did therapy. I really did like reflecting on my own life. Like what do I want from my life? How do mm-hmm. I want to achieve that? Um and I think honestly, self-care wise, like I've been going on a lot of walks lately, like just walks by myself, listening to podcasts, like just trying to enjoy life as it is. I think a lot of us take our time that we do have for granted and we think we have to like clean or do the dishes or that's that's always a problem for like 
my one coworker says that's a problem for his name tomorrow like and yeah honestly like the best thing because i'm like yeah you know what that's a problem for nicole tomorrow like i'm gonna go take a walk i'm gonna do this for myself um but i also would just like to add in i think everybody should try therapy once yes agree agree we're huge about therapy here (laughs) i think it will change people's whole lives if they just try it i'm actually down for going to my therapist every other month because i'm just like through it right Mm-hmm. Um, I used to go twice a week, once a week, <laughs> every other week, every three weeks, and then I got to once a month. And like, but it took a while. Like, it's been a whole year, and I'm just now to that. So, but yeah, it's kind of how I do it: reflecting and taking walks, and just telling myself there's always tomorrow. I could do whatever I need to tomorrow. I don't need to do it right. Yeah, that's so big. That's such a big deal. I think, like, especially for those who are, like, in the career field, who are working, God, even those who are, like, just parents, like, just anybody, because I feel like we are in the constant state of, okay, like, what needs to be done? What happens next? And I'm like, doesn't that make you anxious? Like, I feel like I'm somebody who really likes to just take a step back and people be like, oh, you're kind of like, are you lazy? And I'm like, no, I just like to be chill because like, if not, I'm super stressed. And so just hearing you like kind of affirm that like, yeah, take a break. Like the Nicole tomorrow, that's the, like, that's their problem. That's Dolores' problem tomorrow. Like, you know, and it's like dishes can wait, you know, like really, they like, they really can like. I know we kind of talked to, to just talking about parents in general, our own parents, our own lives. But what do you, gosh, hearing that, I just, I'm still kind of like stuck on that story. Like the, the one that kind of got you into like your why behind like choosing your career. Um, what advice do you think you would have for parents um, like that don't know how to even talk to their children about mental health issues? Again, it's okay. I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, they don't have kids. Like, she doesn't have a kid. So, how is she going to give advice? But, like, I'd like to say, like, because this is your expertise, this is your field, like, I would take advice from you as a parent. So, anyways, any advice you have for parents that may not know how to talk to their kids about mental health? And I will preface that again. Like, I don't have kids. So, some, and like, a lot of times when I talk to parents, like, I even say that I'll be like, I'm, I'll be upfront. Like, I don't have a child. But right now, your child's my child, and this is, like, what I'm seeing and hearing. Um, I was just about to say that. I was like, just because you're not a parent doesn't mean you're not parenting my kid or taking, like, people say it takes a village, and I, like, I think that's so, right, I used to think that was so overrated until the school system, because when your kids are in a school system, that is the village, the daycare, the school, the grandma, grandpa's, like, that is the village. So, anyways. Yeah, it really does take a village, though, and, like, your village can be educators, and, like you said earlier, like school is a lot of kids safe places and that's just really important to like take note of. Um, but for parents, I would say, I think, and it's going to sound really cliche, but listen to your child. They are always trying to tell you something and it might be like, oh, I hit my finger and I have this huge reaction that shouldn't even match the size of, like, hitting your finger, right? But that's, like, telling you, like, oh, this pain's, like, a lot more deep than just hitting your finger. Um, And just, like, hearing them out. And, like, 
I think like my favorite part of counseling is going to sound so like maybe dumb a little bit, but um, there was this one kid that would crawl under tables. And like my favorite part of working with that child is I would crawl under the table with them and uh-huh. just sit there and get on their level. Uh-huh. I think something I even trying to like change educator wise in my school, um, I have a couple of teachers that are just old school and that's fine, right? Yeah. Um, but never talking over a kid, getting on their level, sitting next to them, not because when you're talking over them, that's punitive. That's not restorative, right? And if you want to get to a problem, sit on their level. Let them know, like, hey, I hear you. I see you, for one. And I'm right here next to you. Like, let's talk this through. Because if they're crying on the floor mm-hmm. over, like, the popsicle, right? But maybe <laughs> yeah. that's a popsicle that they've been, like, trying to earn all day in their head. Maybe it's not like you told them, like, they're earning that, but they knew if, like, they were good all day, they get a special treat, right? And if you're not giving it to them, that's telling them, like, they're not good enough in a way. Like, everything they did that day is not good enough, right? Yeah. And I think a lot of times um, something we really, really try to work on at our school is, like, restorative practices. So, like, just because a kid messed up and threw a pencil earlier that morning does not mean that they had a bad day. They had a bad moment. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something like as a parent, like I don't understand that, right? Because you're with that child 24-7. I'm with your kid for like six hours. Mm-hmm, but, like yeah. those little incidents are moments. It doesn't make them a bad child or a bad day. It's just like they had a bad moment and like we have to fix it. Like, why did you throw the pencil? Well, I got mad because the teacher didn't call me. Okay, like, but is that something, like, we should have done? No. Okay, so, like, let's work through that, right? It's not that they're a bad child. They just have emotions that they cannot control. And a lot of times our kids can't control their emotions. You, We did a really cool um, thing this school year, and I'm, like, so excited to still talk about it. But we did um, community meetings every month with, like, all of our grade levels. And we worked through the movie Inside Out. As a counselor, my favorite movie, right? But we taught them about how they make their memories, how to map the emotions in their bodies. Like, and I think that's something really cool too. Like, even as a little kid, they can still tell you where their emotions are. Like, oh, you're feeling joy. Can you tell me where that's at? Wow. And like, a lot of them like point to their heart or like point to their mouth because they're like so happy, right? Or, like, when you're angry, like, where do you feel it? And they'll, like, point to their head because their head's about to explode, right? Just, like, as an adult, your head wants to pop up. And I think, like, if you just sit and talk to your kid no matter what and just let them work through the emotions, like, it'll build your guys' relationship so much. And they'll feel, like, a bigger sense of belonging in this world than just with you as, like, a parent. But, like, as the community that they live in, too. Wow. That is so huge. That is so cool. The emotion, like, where do you feel it? Mm-hmm. I never in my life would have thought about asking that question. Mm-hmm. And that is, that is like such a good, I'm going to ask myself that question, get a sticker chart of like, where, you know, have you, I'm sure you've seen those, duh, you're a counselor. Like, how are you feeling today? And like, you move the little yeah. sticker to where, but like, that is like such a good question of where are you feeling the joy or the happiness or the anger? Like, 
Mm-hmm. Man, talk about some good grounding exercises. That's like a really good, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, Nicole, I think we will end today's episode just there. But before we completely go, as I'm sure you know, because you've actually been someone who's given us a joyful ground, uh, joyful grounds, goodness gracious, whose podcast is this? Is it mine? I don't know. Um, <laughs> you've written a joyful tidbit for us here on the podcast. And so before you go, before we end today, could you leave us, and you've given us plenty of advice. So just in general, any anything good, any joyful tidbit you can leave with our listeners today? Um, I actually just had a training yesterday and we had to like pick a quote that resonated with us the most and it got us into a conversation at the table I was sitting at and something like I always remember even as a newbie in this job right you are who you surround yourself with so if you want people who are like-minded positive upbeat wish you well, care for you, no matter what, that's who you need to surround yourself with. And you will find them. It will take a little bit. But that's the most important part of life is you have to have people who care about you no matter what. And they'll come and you just have to hold on to them tight. Yeah, that's solid. That is so solid. So true. I feel like that's something you're learning as we get older too. So definitely. Well, Nicole, thank you so much for today. And you guys, um, if you are you, is your social media available to follow or no? I guess I could ask you that before we start the podcast. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, you can always, I honestly have it on private, um, but you're always welcome to follow me. Uh, but you are more than welcome to follow me on my personal. Um, and if you want, Dolores, you could put in my personal email and people can always email me for questions or advice too. Perfect. I will. I definitely will do that. So yeah, guys, make sure you guys, if you're looking in the description box or whatever for the podcast, make sure you guys look for Nicole's social accounts and her email for any follow-up questions. But you guys, make sure you let us know how you liked today's episode. And again, Nicole, we are just so grateful and happy that we had you on. So thank you yeah, so much. Yeah. No, thank you. Oh, of course. And we will catch you guys on the next month's episode. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs>